another episode of Talking Commanders with Manny. And today I got a special guest for you guys. We got Shelor in the building from Dynasty Overload. Not yes, only sir. this guy just happens to be a big fan of the Commanders. That's actually how we met. How you doing today, my brother? Man, I'm good, man. No complaints. I uh, got some big news brewing. Really excited about free agency and, and excited to talk to you, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we dive into the commander's talk, we got to talk about this deal that just happened. Like people always ask me, hey, Manny, why do you talk about all these other teams on the Washington Commanders pod? Because the commanders are in the NFL, right? And so are these other teams. So this trade between Carolina and the Bears, how does that affect Washington? But not, but more so, like what's going on? Like, 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 like this was amazing. This is a great deal. Talk a little bit about this deal. So let's kind of jump in with it. So we got two teams that are are really trying to vie and kind of find their way uh, in the Bears and the Panthers, right? So the Bears, Justin Fields, is Justin Fields the guy? Is he not the guy? Well, we're going to find out now that he has a top receiver and DJ Moore coming over in this trade. Mm -hmm. So amazing move there for the Bears. Uh, definitely gives an opportunity for uh, Justin Fields to actually have that elite weapon. So now it's no more excuses for Justin Fields. He has a true number one receiver now. And even the guys he has on the roster now slide down to that two and three, which I think is probably their more appropriate roles right. for Claypool and Mooney. Now, the biggest news, of course, is the Carolina Panthers. We have not seen the Carolina Panthers with a real quarterback since Cam Newton left. Mm. And this was clearly a move. They were in on Deshaun Watson last year. They've been trying different things. They trade for Sam Darnold. They do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. They said, forget all of that. We're going to the top. Now, the question I have for you, Mandy, is who do you believe they're going to go target with the number one overall pick? It's a tough one. And if I if I was a betting man, I talked about this on the previous live that I just did. If I'm a betting man, I'm going to say C.J. Stroud. Just because out of the two guys, now you have Anthony Richardson, who has all the upside in the world. He can be Cam Newton 2.0, right? Mm -hmm. But I kind of think they want to go away from that. But then it also makes sense because they have limited weapons. He's a guy that can come in and, I mean, he's exciting, right? But then you have Bryce Young, who could play, but he's just so small. So do they have the supporting cast around him in terms of that offensive line to keep this guy upright? Then you got CJ Stroud, who got some size to him. You know, he can play. So I think, to me, the safest bet is CJ Stroud. The highest upside is Anthony Richardson. And then the like, then like the for sure, okay, he can pass, he can make the throws, he's accurate. Is Bryce Young? So it's like, what do you want to do? If I'm them, I'm going CJ. It's a little bit of both, a little bit of upside, a little bit of you know, can't play right right away. So it's going to be interesting. That's my pick is CJ Stroud. Who do you think they pick? Uh, for me, I would go Anthony Richardson with the humongous upside. Um, I'm not sure if Sam Donald's under contract, but. Uh, because you're going to have to actually replenish the weapons because they did lose their top receiving weapon, yep. um, it really will put them right on target, really, to go ahead and clear up their contracts. They have an elite defense already. Mm -hmm. um, and go ahead and actually sit Anthony Richardson for a year, go ahead and have him come in behind Sam Darnold towards the end of the season, go ahead and start getting them out there on the field. So that will be the way I would go in this particular instance. But definitely curious to see which way it goes. I mean, we could even see a shocker and we see a Will Levis sighting. Uh, at the number one overall pick as well. So that's very true. excited to see what happens. <laughs> that's true. It's like at this point, you get your upside. You get the guy that you believe in. You get the guy that you feel can be the most successful. It doesn't matter how long it takes him to get there. It's all about getting your guy. And if you're trading up, 
You're trading up to get your guy. We've seen people trade up and get Trey Lance. We've seen people trade up and get this guy and that guy. It's all about getting the guy that comes in and fits your system. You know, so that's interesting. But I wanted to go ahead and get it on and popping with some commanders talk. So it's free agency, right? Yes, sir. Let's talk about our free agency wish list. There's tons of guys um, that are available. We need offensive line. We know that. Orlando Brown is out there. You know, you need uh, a linebacker. There's Edmonds out there. There's different, diff- you know, different little options. We need a tight end. Some people say we're good at tight end. There's Jaseki out there. There's Dalton Schultz out there. So what is your free agency wish list? So for me, the wish list really compiles of two things, right? So one, getting a long-term deal done for Deron Payne. Okay. Um, so that's the underrated piece there. Um, when that happens, hopefully that frees up some additional money right. uh, for us to actually go and make additional moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as new players bringing in, uh, Tremaine Edmonds of the Buffalo Bills. He is a dog. Mm-hmm. Sideline to sideline, can mm-hmm. cover, can do it all, can hit, can lay a pop. Like he is the guy that literally can take this uh, defense to the next level. Right. We know Ron Rivera's defenses when they had a Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. He can be that Luke Keekley that they're looking for. And then you partner him with Jamin Davis. Mm-hmm. And then you got you two guys that can fly. So that would be my defensive one. And then on offense, give me Mike Gusecki. Big tight end. Uh, can be a target monster, mm-hmm. can definitely help out, has some speed to open up in the middle, but literally just a ma- a massive target, which I think we always get short receivers, everything small. Right. We need a big dude out there that's mm-hmm. athletic enough in his prime and is actually a tight end right. that can really make some noise. So that will be uh, my two that I would want. What do you think would be ideal for you, Manny? Man, it's like I would love Mike Jaseki here as well. Um, of course, like if 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 I was wishing, let's just say money wasn't an option or money wasn't an issue, give me Orlando Brown, a guy who's played with Beginning Me. They want to, well, he won a championship. I don't know about two. He won a championship with Beginning Me, and he knows the system. He's solid. He's great. He's elite, but he's going to be so expensive. But I'm kind of more so leaning that way. Let's say we bring him in, and that's all we do. You know, getting him and signing pain. Let's say you let Holcomb go. Let's say that you give Cam Curl a deal next year. Like So, like, the biggest things that we've done is Payne and Orlando Brown. Building in the trenches, I'm cool with that. Because then now you're rocking with Sam as your quarterback, moving into the future. And then in the first round, guess what you can do? You can still draft another offensive line if you chose. You can go ahead and draft you another another tackle mm-hmm. and solidify that position. You can draft you. Maybe you can move back a few times and still get you a guard in the first I know taking guard in the first is kind of crazy sometimes, but it just gives you options. When you get that big piece out the way, you then now in the draft, you might be able to do a corner or whatever. But I still feel that fixing, fixing that offensive line would be great. Ben Jones from the Titans center just got released today. I don't know what, what more he – I don't know if he still has more left in the tank. If he does, that's a piece that I would love. Taylor Lewan, when he's healthy, he's one of the better left tackles in the league. That's a piece that I would love. So – as you're seeing, just give me any offensive lineman that can come in, be effective, and be healthy. Because of the, the problem with Trey Turner and uh, Noel was not only were they not healthy, they couldn't even play. Yep. So give me a guy that's healthy and that, and that can play, even if it's just a two-year plan, I will be okay with that. Go, in on, go, go all in on Sam Howell, fix that offensive line, and let's play ball. I love it. Yes, sir. So also – um, let's talk about the comp picks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when big time players leave, so here's, here's what I've heard all over Twitter. They announced that, Hey, we've gotten comp picks for, 
uh, Brandon Sheriff leaving and also competition for Tim Settle leaving. So we got a third and a sixth, right? Mm-hmm. One guy said, imagine drafting the guy fifth overall and only getting a third-round pick back. Mm-hmm. There's something called a diminishing asset. It doesn't matter that he was drafted fifth overall. How many years ago was that? That was years ago. Mm-hmm. Plenty of years ago, okay, right? So he was a diminishing asset. He never played. When he played, he was great. But last few years, he was out a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're mad that you're getting a third-round pick back. And I said, imagine drafting fifth overall and letting him walk for nothing. So getting something back is always a good thing. We've got a third-round uh, comp pick for uh, Kirk Cousins. And that's the highest pick you can get. Yes, we would love a first or second round pick, but it doesn't work that way. The highest that you can get starts with a third. And you also saw different teams like the uh, 49ers get a lot of minority coaches to go elsewhere. And guess what? They were able to get comp picks for that. So talk to me about the comp picks and what you expect the commanders to attack with that early uh, third uh, comp pick. So a couple things, right? So the comp picks are huge. Um, so a lot of teams have actually really made a living off of actually having comp picks. I, I think of the Ravens that come to mind. A lot of times they don't make a lot of free agent signings mm-hmm. um, until after June 1. And at that point, they just start grabbing guys on these discounted deals that come in and make impacts for them. Right. Because there's a way that you can actually cancel out your comp pick if you actually make additional signings. So Washington typically when we're active in free agency, we miss out on those opportunities to obtain them. So to have a comp pick is amazing, um, especially for Brandon Sheriff. And just talking about him, he did his job while he was here. Multiple time pro bowler, did an amazing job for us, was definitely a stalwart in the offensive line. We wish him the best. Mm -hmm. But the reality is when you draft somebody that's not at a premium position, your cornerback, your wide receiver, your tackle, your quarterback, if they're your defense and your pass rusher, if they're not at a premium position, you can't pay them 17 and $18 million. Um, <laughs> like when we were in that situation, if you're right. paying for a guard, mm-hmm. you know, you have your infant, you know, you have your organization structure wrong. Mm-hmm. So with that pick, this is a very deep draft for cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see us target a corner in round three with that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of corners coming out. It's two that's coming out from Maryland. One, I think it's going in the first round. Uh, but the other one possibly can go into that third round range. But right. lots of the corners out there, that's definitely a need position for us. If we grab us a good corner in the third round, that will be an amazing pick for us. But you know what? This is a perfect segue towards the draft. Let's talk let's draft. So um, I'm going to pull up our picks. But you know what? Before we go draft, let's go ahead and talk about these coaches. Since I already had that queued up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share my screen. We got the coaches pulled up. We've made additions to – the coaching uh, uh, room, we have Tavita Pritchard, quarterback's coach. We have Ken Zamp- Zampezi, <laughs> senior offensive advisor and game management. We have Brent Vesselmeyer, defensive backs coach. We have Richard Rogers, senior defensive assistant and safeties. We have Christian Garcia, assistant defensive back and Eagles back coach. We have Bobby Ingram, my favorite so far, wide receiver coach. We have Reggie Howard defensive quality control coach. And then we have Shane Tube, offensive quality control coach. So you see a lot of additions here. Do you think more so this is Eric Bienemy bringing in these guys or this is like the front office saying, hey, these are the guys that we want to go ahead and bring in? Or is it a little bit of both? What do you think? I think it's always a combination when you kind of see the staff being mm-hmm. built uh, because everybody has a play in that. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see Ken Zampezi coming back. 
Uh, he was actually one of the uh, candidates that actually interviewed for the office of coordinator job. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can kind of have some things that are carry over from year one to year two um, that we saw that Sam Howe did well, because mm-hmm. ultimately that's what this is about. Right. Any position so on the offensive side is all about getting Sam Howe to be the very best version of himself he can be. So yep. just kind of blending those things when we're putting into a new system is always going to be the big thing that I'm looking forward to. So, you know, I don't have anything negative to say about any of the coaches. I'm excited that they're here. Now let's see what happens on the project on Sundays. Absolutely. So fun fact, Bobby Ingram, you know, we all know him. Some people know him, some people don't. But he played for the Seattle uh, Seahawks for a long time. He played for other teams like the Bears and all of that. And the assistant pastor at my church mm-hmm. played with Bobby Ingram. He wow. was a receiver on the opposite side, Freddie Scott. And uh, he played with Bobby Ingram, Kajana Carter, and Kerry Collins. So that was a wow. nice quartet right there. And they did a lot of great things at Penn State. That team was really, really special. So I'm going to be reaching out to the assistant pastor at my church, Mr. Freddie Scott, and to see if he's still in contact with Bobby Ingram. I would definitely love to have him on the show. And if I get him on the show, that will be, be, be a great episode just to kind of, you know, talk football and then talk about his philosophy and what he's going to be able to do with this commander's wide receivers. And knowing this guy, he was a technician, man. He was so underrated. He was a solid professional. And he's going to teach these guys some of the intricacies of the game. So I love that we're getting guys. Like, you know, sometimes when you have these position coaches, they're cool. But if you're not, but if you've never played, what are you really teaching us here? Mm-hmm. There are some guys that just have knowledge. You know, hey, this is how you run a route because this is how you run a route. But a guy like Eric Bienemy for a running back, a guy like Bobby Ingram, former wide receiver. We are in good hands here. We're in good hands. So I'm excited where we're going as a team with the coaching staff. And like you said, it's all in on Sam Howell. Let's utilize that rookie contract as our weapon. Mm-hmm. When you have that weapon, you can sign different pieces, right? And then if it doesn't work out with Sam Howell, we're all hoping that it does. But if it doesn't, mm-hmm. you can then now attack and go the rookie route. It just seems to be the best option in terms of building towards something special the eagles have done it they had that window last year to win it all they don't and then now the curse with that is that you you now have to pay jalen hurts soon and then now you got to let go of different guys but the way that they're built they have multiple first round picks each year to go ahead and you know do some things and do not be surprised if the eagles trade back again and acquire a first round pick next year and just kind of keep this thing going that's what good gms do that's what good teams do you have to mesh your vets with the rookies or the young guys. The Chiefs, we talked about it, right? They had a lot of rookies to come in and fill in that roster. And I'm hoping that this team can continue to acquire picks and then just continue to just acquire talent that fits what we're trying to do. Bunch of rookie contracts with the right pieces here and there. You can do some damage. So I'm excited of where we're going in the future. Now, let's look a little bit more into the draft, right? So I'm going to pull up all of all of our picks shortly, but at pick 16, what do you like? What do you do? We're actually going to do a mock draft after this. <laughs> so, oh um, yeah. <laughs> so pick 16, who do you like? What do you do at pick 16? So for me, it's best player available. And I think you can't go wrong when you're trying to build a team mm-hmm. uh, and it's best player available, right? So for me, I think we've made so much investments on defense. So kind of what I was talking about earlier, a cornerback is a need for us, but third round, I would love to see that because it's a deep cornerback draft. Right. Um, give me Bijan Robinson if he falls to us at 16. If he's sitting there at 16, that's who we need. It's time for us to have players 
that names ring bells in prison cells. Yep. You got to start having elite talent. You yep. can't keep going through with patchwork guys. Mm -hmm. Everybody's getting the elite talents. Your AJ Browns end up in mm -hmm. Philadelphia. Yep. Like Washington has to start getting elite talent. And we've gotten away from that over the years. We've been getting solid guys, good character guys, things mm -hmm. of that nature. But it's time for us to really have a elite talent. That Saquon Barkley type running back. And Bijan Robinson is it. So I would love to see him at 16 if he's on the board. Go get him. Not, no, not knocking Brown Robinson. I definitely have enjoyed what he's done. Mm -hmm. But he's not Bijan Robinson. Give me Bijan Robinson. And that's, let's see what Sam Howell can do with that. Absolutely. And it's only one B. John Robinson. That's the beauty of this whole thing. So, um, I, look, I love that. I, I love having talent that are special, talent that is elite and generational, regardless of who that kind of pick. Okay, sometimes, for example, there's some golden rules that GMs don't go by, right? Like, hey, now we're going away from drafting running backs in the first round, mm -hmm. right? It's almost like a sin, right? You do not draft in the book of drafting versus one versus one. Right, you do not draft a running back in the first round. I get it. Mm -hmm. You don't draft a guard in the first round. I get it. You can kind of see why they say these things, but look, Quentin Nelson. If you give me a Quentin Nelson guy, I, I'm I'm taking him. Mm -hmm. I'm taking because like these are talented guys that are going to come in and reset the market anyways. Like so, why not be in the front end of getting these talented talented guys and say, oh, because of the rule, we don't get this guy. Bijan Robinson is special. He's one of those kind of guys that has a chance to be the next elite running back that the NFL have seen. If he stays healthy, sky's the limit for him. Okay. Example: There was a year when there was tons of wide receivers coming out, and I remember this vividly. The Dallas Cowboys did not want or need C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb fell in their laps. They had Amari Cooper, and they went on to grab C.D. Lamb. Why? He was best available prospect sometimes you got to do that look at cd lamb today one of the best wide receivers in all of football mm -hmm. had they been stupid or silly to say hey we're not drafting this guy why because we already have a guy who does that who says that mm -hmm. the best available talent i'm gonna give you another example the year the dallas cowboys drafted michael parsons they didn't necessarily need a michael parsons now this is before we even knew that he was a pass rusher we right knew, you know they were drafting him to be a linebacker. They had linebackers already. But they knew what the talent was. They saw elite special talent out of this guy, and they said, you know what? We're going to go ahead and grab a hold of this guy now because we know what he brings to the table. Look at it today. He's mm -hmm. one of the – they're comparing him to the next Lawrence Taylor. So you always grab best available talent regardless of position. If you feel this guy's generational, if you feel this guy is special, you go ahead and grab him because guess what? Those special generational guys, mm -hmm. nobody ever wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to Washington. That's a great place to live. It might right. be, oh, the commanders are the best franchise I've ever seen. I'm going there. Nobody ever wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I'm going to the commanders. We're not that kind of organization yet. So the only way to get these special players is through the draft. Mm -hmm. Am I telling the truth or telling the truth? You telling the truth, Doc. Pass the plate, Doc. That's what you got to do. Bro, like look at the defensive line that we have. We weren't getting these guys in free agency. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, what was the last best free agent player that we've gotten? Can you think? Hmm. Best free agent player we had. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's I tough. mean, maybe 
I mean, at this point, right now, that's on the roster today is is probably Curtis Samuel. It's probably Curtis Samuel. It's probably Curtis Samuel. And probably you have mixed. It's, it's a mixed bag with Curtis. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. Like you might like it, you might not like it. You might feel like I love what Curtis Samuel does, but you might say what he does compared to what he gets paid is not matching up right now. Let's see what Eric Bieniemy does with him, and we both feel that he's still a guy that might be expendable. But ultimately, we have to see what they see. You know, at the end of the day, you want to put Sam with as much weapons as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it's if you're telling me let Curtis go to get an elite tight end, sign me up. Because at least you kind of get to mix it up. And then you can still draft the guy later in the draft to, you know, come in and replenish and continue to add to that uh, talented group. But, yeah, man, it's it's free agency doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. We've done the, uh, we've done the bargain shopping thing. Mm-hmm. The two old dinosaurs we brought in the guard last year, that didn't work, right? Nope. Logan Thomas, it worked for one season, and that was it. Mm-hmm. J.D. McKissick, it worked for about a season and a half. Injuries both times kind of kind of took him out, so I can't really fault him on that, but that was a good signing. Um, William Jackson III, terrible. Curtis Samuel was terrible the first year. Year two, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, thank goodness, because he was about to be another signing of, of, of Paul Richardson. So I just go to say I love building through the draft. Number one, it's so cheap when you hit on those picks. When you get these Matt Idonis, right? You get these Tim Settles. You get these. Uh, um, it's so many. The list goes on and on and on. Cam Curl, man. Cam Curl. That's the best way to build. Have as many picks as you can in the draft. Attack it. Get best available. If they become something great, and people always say, "Well, we still have a need. Why didn't we draft this guy in the fourth or fifth round that we needed?" No. You grab best available. Sam Howell. Best available, and this guy can end up being a franchise quarterback for the commanders if he hits, and that's a fifth-round pick. Mm-hmm. So you got to continue to grab best available talent. They said, why are you grabbing Brian Robinson Jr.? We already have Antonio Gibson. Best talent available. Now, there are times when we do reach. For Darren Mathis might have been a reach, but we didn't know what was going to happen with, you know, Deron Payne. Maybe Deron Payne doesn't have the season that he has now. And we're saying bye-bye, right? And then mm-hmm. he's slotting in. So you got to always be prepared. And that's why I love staggering older players, younger players. We do this with our Dynasty Football uh, pod, with our Dynasty Football leagues that we have. So um, let's also talk a little bit about um, – so we're going to do the draft shortly. In the draft, are there, like, specific positions that you're targeting outside of – yes, we know best available uh, uh, prospect. But is there any – position of target that you're actually looking at that you feel like we can feel in the draft? Yeah, for Washington, I mean, anytime you can find a good offensive lineman, I think it's big. Um, you want to kind of find guys that have actually played against elite competition, so I always look for your Big Ten guys. Ohio State typically always produces good centers. Yep. Uh, Alabama typically produces good offensive linemen. So really starting to kind of add those in. So offensive line, interior line, uh, we definitely have, can use a right tackle which would be great because we can actually slide Cosme into right guard because he mm-hmm. has the athleticism there too. But, like, I think right tackle will be a great position for us if we can actually grab one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely cornerback is one. And then linebacker is the position that I feel like is holding us back defensively. So if we can't get a Tremaine Edwards, uh, Edmonds in the uh, free agency, uh, definitely drafting us a linebacker. They can go sideline to sideline and really be that field general, that leader out there is what I think we need. There's a guy, I think his name is Hanley or something like that. He was a wide receiver turned linebacker. 
I'm really intrigued by his story and what he can actually do because he looks at the defense from a different perspective. Being a former wide receiver, he knows where wide receivers are supposed to end up on their routes. So uh, although he's very raw, but in this one year of playing linebacker full-time, he was phenomenal. So that's definitely a guy that I feel like we can, you know, target. You know, there's other linebackers. That's just not the only guy. But, he, you know, he did very well in, in the combine. So his name is Rise, and you can see him go as early as the second round. But so here is the draft simulator. It's set up. Can you see it okay? I can. I put the glasses on, man. Okay, so I, I'll, yeah, I'll be letting you know what's up because I know you're doing this from the phone right now. Most cool. All right, so here are the commanders with our picks. We have picks 16, 47. 97 that's the comp pick 118 151 192 214 and 234 that's seven picks i believe that's nice it looks like a pick in every round just about so here is the draft so uh bryce young went number one overall to carolina i uh, will see will levis goes number two to uh houston we have will anderson anthony richardson goes to the colts tyree wilson to seattle Jalen Carter to the Lions, C.J. Stroud to Vegas. I love that. Wow. Uh, Devon Witherspoon, nice corner going to ATL. Then you have Chris Gonzalez going to the Bears. Ooh. Uh, Peter Skornowski. I don't know. If I, I'm not even going to try to fix that. But yeah, he tackled going to the Eagles. Uh, you have Paris Johnson Johnson going to the Titans. Tommy would love that. You have Quentin Johnson going to uh, Houston. Who's going to be throwing the ball? Okay, Will Levis to Quentin Johnson. Ooh, man, interesting. Uh, you got Joey Porter Jr. going to the Jets. You have Lucas Van Ness going to the Patriots. Then you have uh, Miles Murphy going to Green Bay. Now, at this point, Washington is on the clock at 16. I'm going to just list some names that are here, okay? You got Jackson, Smith, Njiba. Here at 11, I mean, I mean, you know, he, he was ranked at 11, but he's still available. You will have uh, Brian Branch. You have Dalton Kincaid. You have Deontay Banks, uh, Brian Brees, Nolan Smith. I mean, you have Anton Harrison. I love him. Tackle from Oklahoma. You have Zay Flowers. You have Roger Jones. Wow. I don't think in real life Roger Jones or Anton Harrison are here at 16. You got Jordan Addison. You got B. John Robinson, Michael Mayer, uh, Josh Downs. I'll just stop there. Who are you leaning towards? You want to go with your original plan? The of original game plan is B. John Robinson. I'm running to the podium. I'm going to call his name out. Eric Bieniemy as a running back coach. We saw him actually work with Adrian Peterson back in the day. Like, this is the exact pick that makes all the sense in the world for us to go and grab and bring that guy in here. And now you have an elite weapon that everyone has to be concerned about mm -hmm. when they play the commanders. All right. So I'm going to go and grab Bijan Robinson at 16. Boom. He's done. He's solid. Um, they said that Washington commanders need quarterback, guard, center, linebacker. And we said, forget need. We got the best player available at the time. And it's B. John Robinson. Sure. Now, picking at uh, 47. So I'm going to just name a few guys that have been drafted. I'm not going to go through everything. So starting from pick 38, uh, Jameer Gibbs went. Then Darnell Washington went at 39 to Carolina. Uh, uh, Khalid Ringo went at pick 40. Keon White went at 41. Jack Campbell, linebacker, 
out of Iowa goes at 42. Emmanuel Forbes goes at 43. Another good one. Luke Marsgrave, my guy, tight end, goes to Atlanta. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Josh Downs goes to Green Bay. And Dewan Jones tackle goes to Ohio State. So here at the beginning of this list, you got Tanner McKee. You got guys like Felix Uzama. You got BJ Olajeri. Um, you got my guy, Dayan De- uh, uh, Henley. He's here from Iowa State. I mean, sorry, Washington State. You have uh, a guy that I cannot pronounce his name. I'm going to just call him Ade Tomwa. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to call him Ade. Yeah, I'm going to call him Ade. Uh, okay, Ade Tomiwa. Okay, Ade Tomiwa. Then you got Steve. That's a nice little guard right there from TCU. T's um, 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 Avila. Then you have um, uh, why, uh, not not wide receiver, center from um, Ohio State. So you have That's some pieces here. That's the guy? That's it. That's the one right there. That's okay. your second round pick. And now you have that. Okay. And what's great is when you grab that center, if we haven't already let go of Chase Rulier, Chase mm-hmm. Rulier is now a cut. Okay. So now you actually upgraded a position. And what's cool about Chase Rulier is he has talent, but he's never available. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think he has like an $11 million cap number right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So that's a major, major, major situation right, right there for me. Right. So when looking at that, I'm like, hey, let me go ahead and grab that, slide some money on a rookie deal, and now mm-hmm. free that money up for those post-June 1 cuts to actually make an additional start or an additional splash in free agency uh, after the draft. Yes, sir. Uh, my guy just dropped a comment. says, DJ Moore to Chicago. What's up? That's what's up. Yeah, man, that was a great, great pickup for mm-hmm. the Bears. Justin Fields has no excuses now. He has to go out there and perform. That's great. That is Excellent. That's phenomenal for the Bears. They they, they literally won that deal mm-hmm. hundred times. So back to this mock draft. You see uh Nathaniel Dale is here. Uh, uh Travius Hodges Thomason, corner from TCU, is here. You have Michael Wilson, wide receiver from uh Stanford. You have Dwayne McBride, you have Tank Bigsby here, you have Moro Ojomo. <laughs> Uh, you have Tyler Scott. You have so what kind of position? Like who are you looking for? You have Luke Shoemaker, Shoemaker, and that's a tight end from Michigan here. Kendra Miller's here, Parker Washington. Uh, you have Kobe Turner, uh, interior defensive lineman there, Deuce Vaughn. You have Jaden Reed. Um, you have Ivan Pace, linebacker from Cincinnati. You got Byron Young here. Oh, there you go. Jacoby. That's it. Ja'Korian Bennett, and from Maryland. When I tell you, he showed out at the combine, mm. hitting over a 4-3-40, um, has great size, great athleticism, did a great job in the drills and everything I was able to see. Um, so for me, I love that pick there for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our third-round pick. So now at this point, we're taking best player available, and we've hit two knees with center and cornerback. Absolutely. So now we're sitting in the fourth round at pick 16 in the fourth round. There's still another corner here. Treve- uh, Trevius Hodge Tomlinson. <laughs> Go ahead and Double snatch him. <laughs> he should not be sitting there Double in the fourth up. round. You grab him. So now you have two corners to go ahead and go with Benjamin St. Juice as well as 
uh, Fuller. So that's a nice little quartet there at corner. Mm-hmm. And then now you're like, okay, what do we need? Do we have a linebacker yet? Do you want a linebacker here? Do you want a, a, a def- like a pass rusher here? I mean, there's so many different ways that you can go. Could you go tight in here? You can. So it just all depends on, you know, what you want. Is Laporta there? Uh, I think he's gone. I saw him earlier on in the in the second round. I would so love to some Laporta, man. So, That's so I know, I know. We could have grabbed him in the third, possibly, but I don't know if he was up there. So now the tight ends that are available now are Zach Hunts from Old Dominion. You have uh, Davis Allen. You have Will Mallory. You have Cameron Latou. You have uh, Marshawn Ford. You have Benton Strange. You have that's it. Benton Strange is the guy. That's the guy. That's what I was thinking too. That's what I was thinking. All right, so we get Benton Strange uh, from Penn State. That way, you kind of keep that Penn State, uh, Penn State, um, you know, thing together. So now we are in the sixth round. So we're good on tight end. We're good on linebacker. Do we get linebacker yet? Nope. Still need some lbs. So we need some lbs. And we can double up here with our last two picks. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and look at linebackers, see who's here. See, this is kind of where you can kind of go for need. After you've kind of hit those premium premium rounds, then it's like, okay, let's see who's the best available here. So you have Mohamed Diabite. He's here from Utah. You have Aubrey Miller from Utah. You have D. Winners from TCU. You have Sir Vossier, I guess, Dennis. So Vossier, I guess. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Drake Thomas, you have Carlton Material. Mm. Man. Right. Telling no stories. Whichever one ran the fastest 40, <laughs> put them out there and post them up. All right, I'm gonna just pick one, man. I'm gonna pick one. I don't know a lot. I don't know. I don't know a lot about a lot of these so, guys. I'm not sure, man, but look, give me somebody that can run. And cover, of course, we got to do some more research and look at these later. Absolutely, but usually on these things, you can kind of like click and they'll give you like a trending or analysis or give you a little, you know. But they want us to subscribe, and I'm not subscribed, nah, so I'm still just like the first guy on the board. Let's go with uh, oh, Aubrey Miller played at Jackson State. Okay, let's just go with the uh, HBCU, you know, see you in the building, represent coached up by you know, uh, uh, Dion. So maybe he could be yeah. something, maybe. So now with our very last pick in the oh I guess we had two six round picks, I guess. Okay. 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 So check this out. Yeah, because we had the comp pick now. So yeah. Take a look. What's there at quarterback? Quarterback. All right. So Stenton Stenton Bennett is here. Done. (laughs) Because what I love about him, man, is he's a winner. Uh Uh-huh. And he's a competitor. Yep. You bring him in, you slide him on the roster, and you can have him and Sam Howell kind of fight it out a little bit to kind yep. of see what's going on there. Yep. Um, and definitely has all the big game experience. I love those types of quarterbacks that are coming in. Um, so, yeah, I would love to grab him here in the sixth round. I think until you have your franchise guy, you should be grabbing a, you know, taking a flyer on the quarterback at Absolutely. the end of every draft uh, just to see what you're working with. Now, do uh, we have do we have one more pick after that, Manny? Yeah, we got a seventh round pick. So in the seventh round, it's kind of like, what position do you want to attack? We already got running back. So, um, res- I would say receiver return man, maybe. I don't know. Yes. So so <laughs> talk about that, man. We talked about that a little bit, Manny. Yeah. So what we have to do um, is we have to have somebody that brings some juice mm-hmm. on special teams. Yep. Deliver me from Dax Milne. 
mm-hmm. uh, returning punts. Yep. Deliver me from uh, what was the guy we had? Quinn back there returning. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, give me somebody with some speed back there to return punts. Yep. You know what I would love to see? I, I think I want to add this to my free agent wish list. I'm not sure if Corderell Patterson is a free agent, but I would love, love, love to bring Absolutely. him in. Literally say, hey man, we're going to give you five snaps a game. Yep. Yep. But we want you to be the best kick returner and punt returner uh in the in the league for us and just handle your business like i would love to actually have a great returner so if we can't get a free agency whoever is leading the nation and return yards and those types of things absolutely has the speed that's what i want to grab with this last pick because that's what makes all the difference in the world and right now in the seventh round i don't i'm not too many too familiar with a lot of these wide receivers but i see mitchell tinsley from uh penn state i don't know if he returns punts or not but he's he was Mm -hmm. solid uh, for Penn State last year, I see Karis Jackson here from Georgia. I see uh, who else is out here? Jalen Brooks from South Carolina, uh, Antoine Green, uh, Nico Ramigo. So it's like all these different names, all these different guys. I, I honestly, at this point, I don't know who's who, yeah. <laughs> but there's Dallas Daniels from Jackson State. I don't even know if he got some juice to him. Uh, so right now, we can literally draft anybody and say, hey, that represents <laughs> that represents the return man. That's what we want. Whoever you are, you are yes, the return sir. man. I'm gonna just take a shot at Dallas Daniels and just say, you know what? He went to Jackson State. He gotta have some swag. He gotta be able to return some kicks. There you um, go. So go ahead and get him there. But also, that position can also be a corner as well, mm-hmm. as well as a running back. I mean, I, I know when you're getting the Bijan Robinson, it kind of eliminates you from getting another running back. But hey, if you're getting a guy who can come in and return some kicks. In place of special teams, mm-hmm. you, you just never know. So here's a here's a look at our mock draft. They gave us a C plus, but I don't care uh, because it's not all the way, always about these grades anyway. So they gave us a, a D minus on Bijan Robinson. They were mad there. They were mad at the at the at the Luke um, Weipler uh, pick. Yeah. So we at sixteen we we went Bijan Robinson from Texas at uh, forty seven overall. We went Luke Weipler. Uh, from uh, Ohio State Center. Um, then at uh, 97, our third-round pick there, we went Jacorian Bennett, corner from Maryland. They hated that one. They hated that one. That one got us F. <laughs> 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 and then in the fourth round at pick 118, we went uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, and they gave us an A+. Plus. They said, okay, there you go. Okay. I guess, hey, we have to do something good, right? Right. So we got the value there. And then in the fifth round, we went with Benton Strange. Uh, they gave us an F. They didn't like that tight end. I guess we went tight end a little bit too late. Maybe we should have gone tight end early third, maybe mm-hmm. in the fourth round, but it's all good. Um, then in the sixth round, we went Aubrey Miller Jr. He's a linebacker from Jackson State. Uh, I already know if, you, if you're playing with Deion Jackson, you got to be able – I mean, Deion Sanders, you got to be able to run run. He loves mm-hmm. guys that can run, run, and I, I mean, he just Aubrey Miller Jr. I mean, he just sounds like he can run. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say without saying it, but you mm-hmm. get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So Aubrey Miller, linebacker there, uh, and these are the kind of guys that Ron Rivera kind of goes for. These smaller schools. Look at your guy. Um, who's that guy that we drafted from that smaller school last year? The safety. Um, okay, let me Percy Butler. Percy Butler. Yeah. So you know those kinds of guys in those fifth, sixth round ranges. That those are the kind of guys that you know. Ron Rivera kind of goes for it. Then in the sixth round, we get our QB2. There you go. They loved it, too. 
in Stinton Bennett. Yeah, they loved it, man. At 214, Stinton Bennett. Uh, he could be a guy. And I, I know Tommy loves this guys. He could be a guy that comes in and he could be that next Taylor Heineke for us, you know. And then he's on that rookie deal as well. And then, like you said, they can battle with uh, Sam Howell and kind of figure those things out. Then in the seventh round, we went with Dallas Daniels from Jackson State once again. We just picked, we just picked the guy that can just let's just say we don't know too much about him, but let's just say that this guy is a guy that returns kicks, and then he's a wide receiver who can end up being our sixth or seventh wide receiver on our team. Mm -hmm. So that's the mock draft there. I enjoyed that portion of the show most definitely. Do you have any final thoughts on free agency or post combine or any player that you're wishing that we draft that you saw in the combine that kind of tore it up? So um, I think there's a lot of uh, talent that's coming out this year. Uh, but what's interesting is a lot of pass rushers that are coming out. Right. So mm -hmm. for us actually being in a situation where uh, we already have pass rushers, mm -hmm. but I want to see more of the impact, like Nolan Smith looks like an animal. Mm. Like out of Georgia, he just looks like a complete monster. He looks like a Micah Parsons type that's going to be able to pass rush and do a lot of different things. He lit it up running a 4-3-9. And he was max. He was like, that's slow for me. And I was like, what? You come right. off the edge like that? Right. Like, that's kind of crazy, man. So, like, of course, it doesn't fit our mold. When we start talking about best player available and things of that nature, also some contracts and everything that are coming up, mm -hmm. uh, that's a big thing. Now, the one concern I want to kind of throw out there for free agency, and that's why I think the draft is so important this year, with potentially having a sell of the commanders by Daniel Snyder, Typically, you wouldn't see a whole lot of uh, splashy free agent signings right. um, in the midst of an owner that's trying to actually sell a business. <laughs> so, we, you know, the draft probably is going to be more important than ever this year that we actually hit on these picks and we kind of mm -hmm. make sure we do our due diligence. So, hopefully, we got a game plan for that. Right. And, uh, you know, we do what's right by the players and everything as well um, as we're kind of looking at it and putting the right pieces around Sam mm -hmm. Howell. But that's it for me. Good deal. Good deal, man. It's been a great episode, guys. This is the Talking Commanders with Manny podcast featuring Shilor. Appreciate you so much for coming on the show, my brother. Man, I enjoyed the conversation as always. Where can the people find you on social media? So check me out on Twitter at 3D Sheeler. Uh, anything you need, hit me up. You got Commanders questions, fantasy questions. I am the fantasy genius. Uh, come holler at me. I'd love to help sure. you out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I love it, man. Hey, you guys can find me uh, on Twitter and Manny Chakuba. You guys can also find me on the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the Talking Commanders with Manny podcast. Please give me a rating, a five star. And then if you're listening on the on the audio version of it, please give me a subscribe on Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. We talk about a lot of things, dynasty, NBA, football, whatever it is, is there's a buffet table. Grab what you like. This is once again the Talking Commanders with Manny podcast. I enjoyed it, man. Appreciate you, Sheilor, for coming on the show and we will catch you guys on that next episode we are out hey.